Genesis. Genesis chapter 1, verses 1 through 3. In the beginning, God created the sky and, in the, and the earth. The earth was empty and had no form. Darkness covered the ocean, and God's spirit was moving over the water. Then God said, let there be light, and there was light. Colossians chapter 1, verses 15 through 17. No one has seen God, but Jesus is exactly like him. Christ ranks higher than all things that have been made. Through his power, all things were made. Things in heaven and on earth. Things seen and unseen. All powers, authorities, lords, and rulers. All things were made through Christ and for Christ. Christ was there before anything was made, and all things continue because of him. John 1, 1, 4 and 14. Before the world began, there was the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. The Word became a man and lived among us. We saw his glory, the glory that belongs to the only Son of the Father. The Word was full of grace and truth. John, John 3 verses 16. For God loved the world so much that he gave his only son, God gave his son, so that whoever believes in him may not be lost in the eternal life. John 8, verses 12. Later, Jesus talked to the people again. He said, I am the light of the world. The person who follows me will never live in darkness. He, he will have the light that gives life. Corinthians 5, verse 16. I mean that God was in Christ, making peace between the world and himself and Christ. God did not hold the world's guilty of its sins, and he gave us this message of peace. Invite all of our children and young at heart to come forward, and so if you might be holding a baby, you are also welcome to come forward for our children's message. I'm glad you're all here today, and we had, that's okay, we had a, a wonderful three days last week, 
and got to sing and got to dance and got to play games and eat good snacks and learn all kinds of things from the Bible. And if you remember on that last day, we had a board and we wrote something on it. Does anybody remember what that said? What we wrote on that board that was silver? We made the star. Oh, yes. I do. What, what did it say? Oh, Jesus is the light. It said Jesus is the light of the world. Of the world. What does that mean? Jesus is the light of the world. What does that mean? He'll never stop loving us. Okay, he'll never stop loving us. What else? Oh, he had an idea. He had <laughs> Maybe you can interpret it for us, Riley. What do you think his <laughs> idea is? <laughs> so what do you think that means? I know. So Jesus is the light of the world. Emily said, Vega will never stop loving us. He's a light. What if we do something bad? Does oh, he still love us? He'll still love us. He'll forgive us. Yeah. We can never do anything bad enough that he won't stop loving us. And what about that light that Jesus he is the light? down our whole school. The, yeah. Hopefully you'd never <laughs> do that, that, but he I would forgive you. Yeah. So if Jesus is the light and you have Jesus in your heart, what does that mean that you have then too? The spirit. You have a spirit. And is that light going to shine through you too if you have Jesus in your heart? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. So, so if that light shines through you, what if you meet somebody or you're at school on the playground and there's somebody who's kind of doing some things they're not supposed to do? Should you go to other kids and talk about them and say, oh, that's a bad person. He's naughty or she's naughty? No, I should. What should you do? Okay, and what should you do for that person if you have Jesus in your heart and Jesus, and that light is shining through you? We, you should give that light to them. And how can you give that light to the other person? Um, you might say, don't do that. That's disrespectful. Um, and that kind of stuff. Okay. Could you, ask them, could you ask them to come and play a game with you, do you think? Yeah, sure. Yeah, because that, remember that light is saying Jesus loves you and he loves everybody else. And sometimes they don't know that. And so maybe if you ask them to come play a game with you, that would help them. Feel that light of Jesus too. Well, I have I know. something. What? The heart. That's it's in your heart, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. And I want you to remember that. So I have I have a little flashlight that I'm going to give each of you. Now there's a couple of things I want to tell you about this though. Should you shine this in people's eyes? No. No, because this is the light that's in your heart. It's not in your eyes, so you don't want to shine this in anybody's eyes. And Brady, can you read what it says on there? Jesus is the light and the way. That's right. And so that reminds you, and this is a keychain too, so you can put something on here if you want. So just remember, you have to be safe with these. So Riley, which one would you like? Um, I'd like the yellow. Okay, so there's I the yellow like, one. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Now I like pink. Okay. Olivia, should look. I would like an orange, please. Okay. Green, please. All right. Olivia, do you want to come and choose one? And I like how you put light on your finger. Jesus is the light and the way. Which one? You want yellow? Orange. Okay. 
So that's a light. That where is this light? And it also says orderlane.com. Yeah, it tells you where God does a lot. Yeah, it's probably where God got one, tickets too. One, one million, okay. one hundred. Wait, one thousand. Okay, so remember, Jesus' life is in your heart, and you need to share that with other people, okay? All right, thanks for coming up. How long do I have to do this? They're too cute. <laughs> this last year and know a little bit about my interests and hobbies outside of church know that I'm kind of a nerd. I have some pretty geeky tendencies. I have a lot of interests that involve dice and paper and board games that are way too complicated to try to explain and whenever I try to explain to people what any of these interests entail, I end up feeling like a total weirdo, so I, I won't go into it more now. But with all my geekiness, as we were looking at different options for Vacation Bible School this year, when God's Galaxy came up as an option, I was like, oh no, space? It's going to be space. Like, come on. There's no contest. And I like science in general, but really, I love space. And it's not because I took a physics class for fun that did not end well in undergrad, and it's not because of the awesome images we see from like the Hubble telescope or the funny tweets from the Mars rover. My love for space probably has more to do with this memory I have of being in elementary school, sitting on the floor of my daycare, watching Star Wars Return of the Jedi. <laughs> now, if you don't already know, it's the third movie in the original Star Wars trilogy, and people actually think it's the worst of the three. It was my favorite. And there were incredible scenes of ships fighting in space and traveling through hyperspace with the lights coming at you. And really, what did it for me, what sealed the deal, were the Ewoks. So if you know what those are, they are these little fuzzy creatures that live on a moon called Endor, and they're just so fluffy. And so naturally, I became interested in space and galaxies and all of that on the off chance that some of those furry guys existed somewhere and I might be able to make one my friend. <laughs> I was not exactly a realistic child, but it did bring me into a relationship with space, with thinking about the universe that was not only bigger than myself, but bigger than my planet. And as we prepared for this last week, I got to appreciate space and the universe on a level outside of science fiction. The scripture verses our kids read today are the verses we explore during our week in Vacation Bible School. We got to talk about the way in which the universe, space, our galaxy, our planet, ourselves, literally everything is created by God. And over the course of three days, we learned why God created the heavens and the earth, the stars and the sky and the ground beneath our feet and everything in between. God created for relationships. In many of the same ways, some people dream of being parents for the relationship they might have with their children, a relationship of love, of sharing, of joy, even in the midst of troubles or turmoil. We, too, were created for relationship. When the writer of Colossians says all things were made through Christ and for Christ, Christ was there before everything was made, and all things continue through him, the writer is alluding to the fact that one, as part of the Trinity, as part of this one God and three persons, Jesus was there at creation, 
And two, creation happened for Christ, for relationship, a relationship which continues even right now. And God's relationship with us, with creation, is a relationship of relentless grace, of shining light and infinite love. This relationship with the God who created everything with this trinity shows us what grace looks like. One of our kids during VBS really latched on to this idea of Jesus being there in the very beginning. Because we sometimes forget, we go through Genesis 1 and we forget that the God who is speaking is the creator of the, the, creator of the universe and also Jesus and the Holy Spirit, that all of them are together in the Trinity. And they were all there at creation. So before the world even began, there was the Word. During VBS, I asked our kids what God's Word was, and they all said, unsurprisingly, the Bible. And they're right. But when I asked them what makes it God's Word, they were a little less sure. Because the truth is, whether we're kids or adults, sometimes we struggle with the Bible. There's a lot happening in those 66 books, and sometimes we don't have the tools or the insight to know how to even begin wrestling with it. And sometimes we forget the Bible is not a how-to on getting into heaven. It's not just a history. It's not just commandments. It's not just words on paper. The Bible, God's word, is living. It's breathing. It's changing for us as we read it. Every time we tackle it, it tells us something different. We believe it to be the inspired word of God, and that word inspired means literally to breathe into. That scripture is something that God has breathed into, and when we allow ourselves to wrestle, to dive in, we begin to experience that inspiration, that breath, that living word, that relationship. And the Gospel writer John tells us that this relationship, this word, isn't just written on paper. The writer tells us that the word has always existed. Long before books, long before paper, long before people, God's word has been there because God's word is also God. Because when God's word becomes flesh, when God's word comes to the earth as a human, living and walking among us, we meet Jesus. Sometimes we forget that these texts are relentlessly living and breathing in our lives, that we are growing in our understanding, because the truth is that God's word does not give up on us. Because as one of our kids loves to say, and you can probably guess which one, Jesus does not give up on us. John tells us Jesus himself is the word of God made flesh, come to this world to bring us into relationship with God. Part of, our, part of our relationship with God is this relentless grace that Jesus is always coming to this world for us, that from the very beginning, Jesus was going to come for us to share with us God's word, and that word is grace and truth. And so even though we're not sure how to receive it or understand it, even if it's something that we have to wrestle with, this is the kind of relentless grace that God shares. God will not give up on reaching out to the world. And a relationship with God isn't something that hides away in our lives. This relationship isn't meant to be secret or only personal. This relationship of relentless grace is also a relationship that shines brightly. As Pat was trying to show us in her children's message this morning, talking about the light that shines through us. With a mere handful of words, God makes light out of nothing. And each time we look up at the sun, we have a reminder of God's light in our lives. And I know we live in Washington, so the sun is out today, so you can see it today if you forget. When Jesus tells us that he is the light of the world, and those who follow him will never live in darkness, he reminds us that a relationship with God is a relationship that is bright, is open, is visible in the world. 
This relationship with God is meant to shine brightly as God's love for us through Jesus shines in our hearts. And there are certain things that really stick with kids. Each day this week, we went through different scriptures. We had different overarching themes each day. And no matter what, some of our kids still leaned into certain themes. They seem to have similar answers for very different questions. Some of the themes that stuck out with the kids were things like, Jesus was there at creation, as I mentioned before, or that God created everything, including chickens, Riley. <laughs> and yet still another theme kept appearing in our kids' answers as we worshipped, as we played and made crafts, and as we talked about God's galaxy. It was that this relentless grace, this brilliant shining light of relationship that we have with our creator is not something that we can earn or that we can mess up. I mean, we're raising Lutherans, right? It's not surprising. But I heard over and over again this week that God loves us no matter what. There is nothing we can do to stop God from loving us. In the light of our brilliant and shining relationship with God, our kids shined a light for me into some of the darkness in our world. They reminded me that this relationship with God is a relationship of infinite love. Our world is filled with people who declare that they know what's right, that they have all kinds of ways to tell you that they know the right way. But sometimes that right way tells people that they are not valued, that they are not worthy, that they are not included. And often this darkness tells us that love, even God's love, is a scarcity, that there's only so much to go around. But the light of our kids' relationship with God was so bright for me this week, I almost forgot about that darkness in our world. As our kids shared their own witness, as they shared their childlike faith, they reminded me of one of the most important parts of our relationship with our Creator. This is a relationship for all. This is a relationship of infinite, undeniable love, and it's not just for us. There's plenty to go around. God gave Jesus for the entire world because God loves the entire world, not just us. Not just people who are like us or fit into our mold, but since the very beginning, when the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, three in one, created life, the universe, and everything, the word that God shared was one of love, of light, of grace, and truth. God gave the entire world God's Son, God's Word, so that we might know that we are loved, so that we might know that we will not be held guilty by our sin, but instead are made free through Christ. And in this freedom, in this relationship with our God who created us and created everything, we are called to share. We are called to share grace relentlessly. This might mean with our words, sharing our experiences of love, of God, with those we meet. This might be wrestling with scripture, wrestling with the word to experience the way God reaches into our world and reaches with grace and truth. We are called to share this grace through our actions, by caring for others as we are called to by God and the commandments to love our neighbors and to provide for those in need. And we are called to shine brightly, to be bright and brilliant children of God. We are called to receive this light that Jesus shines in our hearts and to shine this light of love and mercy into the darkest places of our world. And sometimes that's really hard to do. But as God only uses a few words to bring light into a formless void, Jesus shines a light through us that we are called to share, to blot out any darkness. And so we too can be speakers of grace and truth. And we are called to have a childlike faith, to experience this relentless grace, this shining light of love, and recognize that it's not just for us. This infinite love is for all. We are called to share grace, love, and mercy. We are called to try. 
with people we might not understand, with people we might not think deserve it, because the truth is, in the words of one of our kids, God loves you no matter what. God will never, ever leave you. And you know what? God loves those other people too. And just as God wants to be in relationship with you, God wants all of us to be in relationship with each other. And even if we fail at this, even if we find ourselves unable to let go, if we find ourselves unable to love someone who is other from us, even if we fail to shine a light in the darkness, even if we fail to wrestle with the word or to share its grace and truth, if we fail at all of this, that's right, Phoenix. Jesus, the word has been there from the very, very beginning. Jesus has been there waiting for us. And Jesus went all the way to the cross to tell you that he will not hold you guilty. Through the power that created all of the universe, Jesus rose from the dead so that you might know that God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit will love you no matter what. And God will never, ever, ever, ever leave you. Thanks be to God. Amen. Amen.